Welcome back everyone to the third episode of the Deep Day podcast. Today is going to be a little bit more different as it's only me, Phil, doing this one today. The other three members are sadly not available for today's episode due to various complications. However, I still want to to bring out the content and even maybe the joy that our podcast can can bring to the listeners. So, without further ado, I'm going to explain a little bit of what I want to do today. Um, it's going to be a shorter episode than usual, so please do bear that in mind. Um, regardless, though, today I actually want to to read a story to the listeners, and this one is one that I wrote myself probably at the at the worst stage in my active addiction this was um, four days before I left the United Kingdom to go to the Netherlands um, and four days before I started rehab I was I was definitely at my worst and looking back well, I don't know. I, I was I was an absolute mess, really. Um, I, I'm glad I'm no longer at that point in my life. Anyways, August eighth, twenty twenty. The inner works of a broken mind. I sit in a void that stretches into the infinite expanse of time and space, twisting and growing into the broken branches of a troubled soul. Crystalline water shines like liquid gold, reflecting the ever-setting sun of my dying world. The raging fires of hatred, self-loathing and fear cut across the empty peace. Burning plants that are already too dead to die, roasting the planet into untouchable ashes and melting the icy indifference in the voice of the voiceless. It's a world, my world, on fire. It's the paradise of a madman, the writings of a broken and troubled mind. I make my wings and fly them high. Only real birds will ever reach the heights that were never meant to be mine. Death is only a small price to pay for the long climb up Everest. A momentary sense of clarity and fame. I'm drugged up on poison and blockers, scraping intensely and furiously at the blackboard of sanity. I'm shrieking at the sane, who watched from the safety of a glass panel. Five feet of protection against the hollow child who cannot distinguish between fiction, reality and tangible lies. I am seeking the shelter of sanity. I finally pray for those who don't throw themselves off skyscrapers. It could have been me. It's an agonising, slow death from the mentally stable only to be rewarded by the sweet sleep and a fake heaven. I am out of my mind and stuck in my ever-going imagination. I hate my life and it hates me back. The creeping tides of limitless expectation, the unwavering responsibility weighs heavily on my damaged heart, and emotions swing through my mind and fleeting like a bird in flight. I am steadily declining as the support crumbles around me, The sand starts falling through the other side of the hourglass. I am near my own end. 
I despise my brain, but I see myself too sane to mind it. It tears at the memories and shreds all purpose from past actions. I am losing height and slowly plummeting. The melting wax wings drag me further into the domain of Icarus. The overconfidence and obsession. I am a puddle of the weak and dependent. Didn't you know that death is sleep's twin? The pendulum swings across the boundaries of my mania and depression, the whiplash of the mentally unsound I call prison of amplified suffering and frozen fear. I dribble with anxiety. It's only the surface of a turbulent ocean. I am drowning in the lost, only to be found behind a television screen. Morpheus, a master of the mind, recording an unpredictable and impending disaster. I am waiting for the cryptic uncertainties of reality, looking for the burning light of truth. In all my life, no one entertained the thought that maybe God doesn't believe in us. After all, belief is only a hollow scope, too afraid to understand that existence is truly meaningless. Don't you know what I mean? I won't crack just yet. Fate still has her plans for me. So... There you have it. That was me at my worst stage in life in all my 17, almost 18 years. I don't think I've ever been at a deeper or a worse part. Yeah. I'm glad though that I'm no longer there and that I have started to to find myself and discover myself more. However, with the entire lockdown going on, and especially as this being during lockdown as well last year, it had a detrimental effect on my own mental health. And the entire thing with isolation and not being able to to socialize to keep my family safe didn't really keep me safe personally it it really made me well i don't know it made me worse off i would say i guess this might also be the case with many other individuals around the world who also are struggling with mental health and a word of advice really from me to those listening is to speak about it it's it's what saved my life at the end speaking about it because for me having someone on the other side who acknowledges that I am feeling a certain way, that I am upset, angry, hurt, or whatever, always, always has helped me. Seeing recognition in another person, them being, you know what, Phil, I know how you feel. That, that really is one of the most beautiful things really that that I have experienced
and yes not everyone gets the gets the rehab treatment that I did and I, I count my blessings for that but it's taught me it's taught me so many things and to everyone out there who who is listening and who's dealing with their own mental health issues right I learned that I'm not alone and I want you to know that you're not alone as well we are out there to listen to experience to feel to acknowledge yeah it's it's important to know that you're not alone I thought I was alone for a very long time I had no friends anymore um, and I felt like I wasn't part of a family anymore I wasn't part of my own family a lot of it was my own doing as well and maybe that's a, a topic for another episode of the podcast but I also see I wasn't I wasn't the best child and I did a lot of things to to push people that I loved and people that loved me away purposefully and in my mind it was uh, it, it, it was like I was never wrong I was always in the right and every action that I did was justified because of the anger hatred and pain and fear that I was feeling every action that I did had its justification now looking back on that I see that it it was my mind manipulating myself it wasn't like there was real justification it was just so I could lie in bed tell myself that I was okay and and not cry and bottle everything up inside my mind is well the manipulation at least is, is dangerous because it, it really blinded me to, to so many real things in my life however I'm, I'm glad I see that now or I'm on that path of discovery There's also, I wouldn't quite say something religious about it, but there is definitely something spiritual about it. I don't believe in God, let's say, but I do believe in a higher power, that there is something above myself. Because so many times I thought I was God. Not so much in the sense that I created the earth or, or whatever, but bought popularity and bought friends and my own head placing me above other people Yeah, made me think I was something I actually wasn't. And what I realized is that being at the top, it's lonely. And sad because I want I want to be with 
with my friends on the same level because that's when I understand them the most and that's when I feel like they understand me the most we are we are equals anyways I could, I could go on forever really thank you to, to everyone who listened and next week we'll have a, a normal episode out for you guys so yeah um, I'm just going to roll the outro thank you thank you for listening to the deep day podcast you can find us on instagram spotify itunes and youtube enjoy the podcast and more can be found at www.deepdaycast.com thanks again and have a great week